Like in bite-sized chunks. I spied light. Say it after me. I, I spied light. light. I spied light. There you go. Got it. That's what we're calling it. Let's do it. All right. Have you ever wanted to defect? I want to defect to another podcast. <laughs> I know you want to defect now. I'll keep my eye on you. <laughs> um, defecting is not an easy thing to do. Right. And funnily enough, it's not a nice thing to do either. It's not pleasant for the person that does it, I think. And from experience that you – know, from observing experience. And a great example of this is mm-hmm. look at, um, have you ever heard of the Cambridge Five? Yes. So we have touched on this briefly. Yes. But um, let's go into it again. Yes. Very quickly. Five young university students all went to Cambridge, all got kind of involved in the Communist Party. Some of them were homosexual. That's really irrelevant, except to put them in a compromising position. Mm-hmm. They all wound up working for Russia. They were all working for the Soviet Union. And, in fact, the most famous of them, I mean, they always talk about Burgess, Philby, Meredith and McLean, mm. and then there was Blunt. Now, Philby is the really famous one because what happened was he realised that everything was going wrong. Yep. He was current, He was based in Beirut. Beirut, which was known as the Riviera of the Levant of the Middle East. But he was in Beirut and he realised that everything was going wrong. They'd been uncovered and he defected to the Soviet Union and wound up dying in Moscow. Well, I mean, you would never want to defect to Russia. I would think you would want to defect away from Russia. Yeah, you, you kind of think that. But even if you defect away from Russia, it's not that pleasant. Right. Right. Because a couple of things happen, right? One, and a, the most famous defectors in Australian history are the Petrovs. Right. Right. So Vladimir Petrov, who was actually a kind of low-level KGB officer, realised the writing was on the wall if he went back to Russia mm. because he was a very close friend of Beria who was the head of the KGB when Stalin was in power. Then Stalin died. If you ever have the chance, watch, what is it, The Death of Stalin? Yep. Brilliant movie. And even though it's a very, very funny movie, it really hits the historical points very solidly. But Barrier essentially, and this is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, he was put to death. Okay. As soon as the turmoil of Stalin dying died down and the the political jockeying, he was killed. Yep. And everybody around him and anyone close to him was killed. So here's Petrov sitting in the embassy in Canberra going, oh, my God, this could not be good if I go home. So he turned around via a Polish emigre violinist and mm. professor, told ASIO, I want to defect. So ASIO went, great, let's go. And they took him away. They, they, they got him to defect. Problem being, his wife was still at the embassy and she didn't know. Okay. <laughs> no one knew. Awkward. Yeah, little awkward. And also what's even more awkward is she's a cipher clerk. She handles the codes. So he defected and just, like, left her? Yep. I guess that's one way to get a divorce, though. Well, here's the interesting thing. Australia, ASIO, would have taken one look and gone, yeah, yeah, great, good, yeah, we got you, but we actually really want your wife right. because she's got all the codes. Yep. Now, basically, there's a very famous moment where she got on a plane in Sydney. Back in those days, you had to stop in Darwin to refuel before yep. you headed on to Asia. While they were in Darwin, ASIO took her off the plane she was, and there were protesters, the whole ball of wax. She was taken off the plane and given asylum in Australia. She didn't even really want it. Oh. But she defected as well. 
Yeah. Right. Now, very worried about what's going to happen to their families at home, all that sort of thing. But then they were basically grilled for ages. They told them everything they knew about the Soviet operations in Australia. Wow. And what they knew about the codes, which would have been changed pretty much then and there. Yeah. But then they wound up living in Australia. And I think they were paid £50,000 for their problems. Right. Right. Not a lot. Well, a lot of money, but not a lot of money. No. You know what I mean? So then what happens? Well, he didn't like living here. Too hot? It uh, just wasn't his scene. And he wasn't being treated as a hero. But one of the interesting uh. things about Petrov was a lot of the time you'd go and talk to him just to see what interviewing a defector would be like. Yeah. So he became a training tool for really? intelligence services. And one of the funny, one of the great stories was he had a dog. Yeah. But he had to get rid of the dog because his wife didn't like it. And a lot of the intelligence officers that talked to him didn't like it either because it would always wind up trying to have sex with your leg. Okay. So- Bit horny. Yeah. Well, the great thing was the classic quote you get was, no, fuck the leg jerk, and he'd smack it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the dog, not your leg. Yeah. Uh, right. The big problem is you're not trusted by your own country yep. because you betrayed them. And you're not a hero in your new country. And you're not trusted by your new country because, my God, you just betrayed your old country. Yeah. And we're not even your country. It's like being a cheating partner. Yeah, right. Yeah. So no one ever trusts you again. The very sad thing was when Petrov died, there were 12 people at his funeral. Who were they? Two of them were Russian officials to make sure it was him going into the ground. Really wanted to make sure he was dead. Yep. The 10 were intelligence officials from Australia who wanted to make sure it was him going into the ground. His wife could not go. Oh, why? Because it would expose her. Oh, and they didn't know that she was still around. Well, that well, the whole thing is they were given new identities. They were then moved to a place which was not the nicest place in Melbourne. Uh, right? <laughs> really, it was just like now. So, think of no wonder he was miserable. He's yeah, in Melbourne. miserable. He's in, well, uh, for all those Melbourne listeners. I quite like you. I do. I think you're fun to be in Melbourne. Not you, Melbourne. <laughs> Right, so the whole thing is, yep. if you're going to defect, mm. you're not going to have the best time, right? Yep. So you, if you are really defecting, it's for one of two reasons. One, you, you fear re- for your life. You fear for your life or you really don't like what your country is doing. Yeah. So the whole thing was, like, and Petrov is a very famous one, right? He actually, he literally, he was the poster boy of ASIO because he literally made ASIO what it was, what it is. Yeah. So the whole thing was with defectors, right, two things to keep in mind. You'd better have something really good. Yeah. Like, Edward Snowden, he had a lot of really good gear and that's why he now lives in Russia. And two, don't expect everyone to welcome you with open arms. I mean, we'll treat you well, but you are not a hero. Yeah. So how much does this go on now, would you think? Uh, Petrov was not the last affected to come to Australia. Okay. And he will not be the last. There have been several since then, none of whom I can talk about because no. that is that, that sits in the national security section. But seriously, they're invaluable. Because yeah. you can simply crack open, not just like an embassy's operation, you can crack open an entire intelligence service just by getting one defector. If they're in the right level, they've got the right level of security, yep. the right level of clearance, you can rip them wide open. But it's got to be a scary kind of proposition because A, you would fear for your life, but also your family's lives. That was the big one for Petrov was he was like, he didn't tell anyone back in Russia and he didn't tell his wife. He just walked yep. out of the embassy and did not come back. Yeah. And that, in, in that instance, like- how angry would she have been? Right. Yeah, I mean, clearly they didn't like each other. Well, they actually, I think they were together till the end. Well, because, like, she's stuck here now. Yeah, 
But uh, the what thing else was, she's not, she like, she's really, not, she's not going on Hinge. She's not like online dating. Like, well, she actually had a really good time. She really enjoyed it. She was quite happy. She made lots of friends, lived a, a, a nice life. But I think, and it, it maybe it's that that male versus female sort of thing where she just went, well, here I am. We're and, more adaptable. Yeah, it's um, true. Unless you were improvisers, improvising men can do it, but not improvising men can't. So he basically, <laughs> he basically sat there going, "Hang on, shouldn't I be a hero?" Yeah. Where she just went. Well, this is another fine mess you got us into, Vlad. And away they went. In an American accent. Of course. She always used American accent because she was a defector. So if she spoke with a Russian accent, everyone would know. Okay, let's end it there. <sighs> okay. Next week we are back. Full-size apps. We know you've been wanting more of everything and so much has happened over the summer break. So we're going to be tackling the storming of the Capitol and its various implications, false flags, domestic terrorists and the complete failure of threat assessments and house security. That's next week on iSpied.